Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, where we celebrate the the many people who are working to make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. You know, when I think about what it takes to build a great community, it takes people who have capital, people who are going to who are willing to take risks, people who are willing to bring innovation, people who. I mean, I say this often, bet the ranch on this amazing place we call Coastal Mississippi. And I love bringing those kind of entrepreneurs into the conversation because you get insights into what they're thinking. You get insights to where they're willing to place their bets. You get a sense of how they're doing. You know, did they place the you know the best bets, et cetera? Um, but these are the people who make this place tick, whether you're talking about Waveland or Bay St. Louis or Ocean Springs or downtown Moss Point or Pascagoula, you've got you've got private investors making big-time investments into helping make the sense of place that exists in each of our communities the best it can possibly be. And one example of that is Rain Residential. And I'm really thrilled to have my friend Roxy Condra, who's a co-owner of Rain Residential. She's also a partner with my friend Joe Cloyd, who, whose daughter happens to be my godchild and somebody I have a tremendous amount of respect for. But it's been a while since Roxy and I have visited, and lots have happened in her world since the last time we visited, but we'll get a good catch up and, and give you a sense of what they're all about. Without any further ado, let me welcome Roxy to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, Roxy? Doing great. Thanks for having me again. Excited it's to good to see you. You've been busy, hadn't you? It was busy. It was a really busy year. So yes, absolutely. We have been. So we're gonna we're gonna get an opportunity to break some of that down. So, for people who have not heard us talk before, let's tell people about this multifaceted company that is Rain Residential. So, why don't you give us a sense of what what all you're involved with? So, um, Rain Residential it originated as a real estate company, and we were in sales and property management, and we still have that arm of the company. So we're in downtown Ocean Springs and just finished our office at 401 Quarter. So we're happy to have a home now that we can um, have a home base. And we, um, with that, got into hotels and have now been in hotels over 10 years as well, which has gone by really quickly. And so the hotel side is the rain travel collection arm. And we have five hotels that we um, have here locally in Ocean Springs as well, all boutique hotels, and just added um, a, one of our largest in our portfolio, which is Goldfields Hotel. And we're, we're going to break down sort of this vision for Guff Hills, this historic place, uh, before we get done with this conversation. But if you look, if you sort of look at where you are, you know, both in terms of the real estate company, the, the rental management and the hotel side, um, how's business? Business has been great. Um, on the real estate side, you know, things have been really, really busy. And we um, were just really fortunate to have, you know, worked through that whole time. And I actually feel I know that 
there's a lot happening right now. Mortgage rates, you know, going up and um, insurance has been something everyone's talking about. And it certainly has slowed the market down a bit. But I honestly feel like it's becoming more of a healthy market to operate in. There was a time there where it was, you know, multiple offers and everybody was just jumping on everything that they could possibly get involved with. And downtown Ocean Springs, we do a lot of business in and, um, even though the pricing for a lot of people seems to have gotten to a point where people feel it's it's getting expensive, we're still so much farther, you know, below these markets that are now starting to discover Ocean Springs. And so, you know, they're coming out of thousand dollars a square foot and two thousand dollars a square foot in some of these markets when they're coming out of California. And so it's a you know the cost of living here still is in comparison to other places in the country really good. Um, but you know there are some things happening right now. Insurance has got to find some some um, place where people are comfortable and that right now is an, a question mark and the interest rates going up just changed, you know, with the overall cost to actually purchase houses. So all of those things are kind of you know making the market change currently. Well, I mean, you see, you know, typically what you see in the typical market when uh, interest rates inch up in the seven, maybe approaching eight percent, we don't know where they're going to go, but you, you you tend to see a slowdown. But my son Jordan, who is a lawyer with uh, Schwartz, Orgler, and Jordan, and he does real estate closings and real estate business, and then he does general law and other types of, of law as well. But we traveled together over the weekend, and while we were listening to the radio, we're talking about the Fed's kind of being coy with what they might do next and this big speech that the Fed chairman gave. I asked him, I said, well, how's the, how's the closings going? He said, you know, volume is really good. Might be down slightly, but he's, the number of cash buyers, people who are not even giving getting mortgages, continues to sort of dominate the, the closings they're doing. Are you seeing the same thing? We absolutely are. Yes, we um, honestly, we had a moment there where we were a little nervous that, you know, some of these factors would change the market entirely. And it really hasn't. And it kind of depends on which, um, you know, area of the market that you're speaking about. But the there's been certain parts, and Ocean Springs is, is really just a healthy environment for real estate, and downtown particularly has not really slowed down. We've seen some of the um, the activity just surely because we don't, you know, it's the data, I guess, is showing that we have less sales, but it's primarily because there's a lower supply, and there's a couple of things that are sitting on the market right now, but those you know, I think we're testing the market as well, trying to see how much, you know, they were able to get. And so you saw as people kept pushing prices up, pushing prices up, we finally found a place where things did stop moving. And so that's always kind of good in a healthy market to understand because there was a time there where we really didn't know where the top was. Um, and I don't know that we've hit it. I just feel that right now people are trying to kind of understand what the future holds. And so they're taking a little more time with making those decisions than they were in the past because it definitely felt like there for a little while was a frenzy and you didn't have a lot of time to think. You just had to act if you actually wanted to get, you know, something under contract. So, yeah, but our, our activity overall, I mean, June was actually the largest amount of volume that rain residential and the sales department has ever had so i definitely would say we are you know still having a lot of activity and so that was exciting to see even though people were all concerned about the market we were still seeing really good numbers and then our property management's been really healthy we do long-term property management and we have continued to up the rental rates um, for the last couple of years and every 
year, we've had the opportunity to do that. And we watch the market pretty closely to see what our competitors are doing and see if there's, you know, room for uh, for those things to happen. And it, there has been. So even on that side of it, I see that, you know, the coast is still trending in the right in the right direction. So you know, one thing that yeah, one of the things I'd be interested in hearing from you is I had a recent hour-long conversation with Frank Bordeaux, you know, insurance executive here in coastal Mississippi, talking about the reinsurance market and how it's impacting homeowner insurance, the the issues around the national flood insurance program, and and the costs related to that, the dropping of the grandfathering and blah blah blah, all the stuff. Um, the way they figure out whether you need insurance or not, which in my house, it's crazy the way they did it. And so anyway, um, to what extent is insurance becoming an issue with you and your sales of, uh, of real estate? It definitely has put a pause on some people's ability to buy because like you have a certain debt to income ratio that, you know, when people are getting a mortgage and do need financing for their, you know, way to, to purchase the house, they've um there you know there's going to be this debt to income ratio that the lender is going to bring up and that's all going to come into that whole equation and so with the interest rates on mortgages going up that price is higher and then when you take in your insurance going up that portion of it as well as taxes have gone up some you know that all together is just ultimately going to be an overall more expense for their monthly and in turn, if you know their income doesn't support it, they can't buy. So um, it absolutely has affected some people. It's been interesting, though, like what you mentioned before. We have just so many people coming into the market that we didn't attract in the past. And so I am seeing more cash buyers. And even, I mean, the interesting things, I mean, we've had cash buyers decide not to insure. So yes, like there's people that, I mean, there's some pretty bad stories you hear out there where, you know, someone had insurance that's on the water in a big, nice house that was maybe 10, 15,000 a year that they got a quote last year for something like 60,000 a year. I mean, it's crazy numbers. Um, and some people are in the position just to say, I'm, I'm not going to do that right now, you know? And so you're seeing some unprecedented things um, happen where people are taking risk and trying to wait it out for this whole thing to get, you know, worked out, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's it's really scary. It's scary when you think about the long-term proposition because you're dealing with a lot of buyers that have the the resources to be able to, you know, buy into a place like Ocean Springs, for example. But the average homeowner, the average person who's working at Chevron or Ingalls or, you know, in the tourism industry, you know, finding a scenario, homeowner scenario that's affordable, especially when you add the the insurance challenges to the mix, um, for communities all over. Over America that are near the water, where 50% of America, 40% of Americans live, over 128 million people. Um, we've got to come up with better solutions. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Roxy Condry from Rain Residential, and we'll uh, we got a lot to talk about. More development that's coming on Government Street, the Roost, and other changes there. New hotels, and of course Guff, Guff Hills. We'll t we'll talk about all those. We'll see you after this break. Okay.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Roxy Condry from Rain Residential, and uh, she's the co-owner. And um, doing some, you know, very diversified real estate investment company and doing all kinds of cool stuff. You know, Roxy, one of the things I remember, you know, last week we celebrated the twenty, uh, the 18th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. The one thing that keeps coming back to my mind is five weeks after Hurricane Katrina, I had the opportunity to work with a hundred and architects and planners from around the world. I mean, even the even the Prince of Wales Foundation had two architects here. And it was all because Andreas Duani, the quote-unquote father of new urbanism, was here and sort of overseeing these uh, architectural charrettes that we were doing to see what is possible in each of the communities of coastal Mississippi. And the thing that I remember, and you and I have talked about this before, but the, the thing that I remember most about what I learned from him is that we better focus on the sense of place that's rebuilt in each of the communities. So having walkable communities, having you know, not having uh, all this parking out front, having sidewalks where people could enjoy moving from one to the next, whether it be in the commercial areas or whether it be in residential areas. This, When you have this collection of buildings with, with architecture that is sort of synonymous with the communities that are indigenous to this area, that it creates a wonderful sense of place, the collection of those buildings. Uh, the other thing that he really pushed hard for was mixed use, that the reality was what we're seeing in the in the great communities that did extremely well over time is that people lived downtown. People lived near where they worked, and that young people especially wanted to live, work, and play in a similar area. If you look at the kind of development that's happening in Ocean Springs in particular, what you see is an incredible acceptance of mixed use. And, and the role that mixed use plays in the development of sort of taking somewhere like Ocean Springs is already known as a walkable community kind of to the next level. But the Lost 1515 project is an example of that, isn't it? It is. Um, we are excited that, you know, they are allowing us to be a part of the sales team for the condos. And yes, that is going to really um, be a great addition into Government Street, and absolutely, it's a complete mixed use. They're going to have a hotel element. The condos are the place that we're involved on the sales side. We're going to be selling the 14 condos and actually going to the market in the next couple of days for those. Um, they're going to start at like a $350,000 price point, and they, they're doing a unique model. They're going to do those with the condo tail aspect, so if you want to join the management um Part of that, you can put it on the management for the hotel and rent it out when you're not using it. But it's a cool community. It's got a food hall in um, in the design. It's going to have the hotel element with another restaurant. They've got several commercial um, spaces that are right now being worked through and what those are going to be. And the location's right there in government, so it's fantastic. So, yeah, we're excited to have that come into Ocean Springs and also get to be a part of the sales side of it, too. Well, you really get a sense of how a development like this helps contribute to bringing life to the community. But, you know, interestingly enough, in the Ocean Springs case, you didn't really necessarily need this because there was already already life in the community. This is going to take it even to a new level. But, I mean, it personifies, and I, I often said after Hurricane Katrina that, that really Ocean Springs was the only community that did not have significant challenges in its, you know, town center. And so it became sort of the, the, um, um, 
the poster child really for what we want to make sure we rebuild. And and you 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 maximized all of that after Hurricane Katrina. The last eighteen years for the city of Ocean Springs has been one of you know, finding lots of things like, for example, the the, the mix between commercial development and residential, and and you've got a uh, you know you've got a bedroom community for the most part where there are a lot of educated people who pay attention to what's going on and a lot of vigorous debates about what they want the city to be. But that all you know that might be tough in the moment, but at the end of the day, it creates a better city, doesn't it? It absolutely is true. I mean, Ted and I talk about that a lot. And yes, we definitely had our run-ins where we had to go in front of the city and had had some people push back on some ideas that we had that might have been a little outside of the box and outside of people's comfort zones. But um, at the end of the day, I still appreciate it because the alternative is people that don't take pride in their community. And that's, I mean, that's the reason we're here. That was, you know, we moved here because of the way it looked and the oak trees and, you know, the aesthetic. But honestly, we stayed because of that sense of community that we just fell in love with and the people. So that part is unique for me in the places that we've lived before. And so I appreciate how, you know, how ingrained people are here and how much pride they take in the community and the things that are happening here. And I think it makes us a better place because of it, for sure. You've got great and innovative visions, I think, about the Beatnik and the collective and recent efforts with the Roost. Roost, one of the first really cool takes on boutique motels or hotels in uh, Ocean Springs. And you've you've continually sort of tweaked it with your partners, uh, added some amenities recently. But, uh, you know, that, that campus has gone really well, hasn't it? It truly has. We um, we have even more coming in the future, but um, what we did last year was added the pool amenity, and we all knew we wanted it and thought we needed it, but what it did to change the actual um, just whole experience for the roost was even more dramatic than I could have imagined. So I was really fortunate this past weekend. I had um, a girlfriend that's getting married, and so we did a little bachelorette thing and had a couple friends from high school come that had never been to Ocean Springs, and I got to act like a guest for a weekend. And it's incredible the difference, like adding that element. We, you know, we hung out at the pool. There's service from the Wilbur there, so you can have cocktails and things, and you you know, there, we have live music four days a week. Um, we just started doing a fun thing on Sundays where we have um, our, it's like our live music sets up in the speakeasy. So we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday out in the courtyard. And we did that on Sunday, moved him into the back. And it's more of a, like a listening room environment. And so it's just a total different feel from what we've done in the past. So it's it's been really fun. And we have a future restaurant that we still have in the works for um, for the roost and have obtained some property around there. So it's it's really exciting because, yeah, we have just continued to add on to that property. It started off as five rooms in our offices. And so it certainly has changed. What's cool about your th- this um, this hotel management piece that you guys have developed that that it enables you to manage the inn and the beatnik and the other hotels the the the, the roost that you were just talking about Joe Cloyd's development the Hemingway and in partnership with Joe you got the Springs Hotel that's going to pop up we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second but you've got this capability now where you're able to do this sort of remote checking in of people and that's really gone well hasn't it. 
It truly has. It's allowed us to um, increase, I think, the experience and the opportunities that we can offer to the guests dramatically. And we actually are bringing on some new um, team members here in the next month that we just really wouldn't be able to do if we weren't able to share that collection of people through what is five, will be six hotels. Um, We get really just um, more skilled people in their field we we can obtain you know otherwise we would be operating with just a couple doors and it doesn't allow you to have the level of service that we're able to have when we're operating with you know six different hotels utilizing each people's skills throughout the whole collection so tell me about the springs hotel that's under construction Yes, we're super excited. So that's on Washington, and it is right by the Wama Museum. It's a just beautiful um, building and and been meticulously um, renovated by the Cloyds, and they've done an incredible job. And so we're really excited to bring that into the mix. And um, we haven't really, like, announced everything yet, but that's coming very soon. But it's certainly going to be leaning into the arts. Um, It's going to be another luxury boutique hotel to add to the collection and has some really cool features and things that we're going to be kind of introducing here in the next month. So we will be announcing all that on social media and kind of getting that out here very soon and then opening up booking shortly after that. So another 15 rooms on Washington um, that's like neighboring Walter Anderson Museum. You can walk to Front Beach, to the beach. So fantastic location, a beautiful building. So I think it's going to be well received and we're excited to have that as a, another addition to the collection. Yeah, I had, uh, you know, as you know, I'm a big believer in our friend who is the executive director of the Walter Anderson Museum. Uh, I think he is he is a real star. Julian Rankin, that's who I'm talking about. And I had uh, Chef Nick Wallace on recently from uh, from from Jackson. Had a we had a terrific visit, and uh, he told me about the collaborations that he's planning with Julian. Uh, not only not only down here in in sort of uh, concert with the Walter Anderson Museum, but also in Jackson, and. Um, to have Nick Wallace involved, but you you got all these neat things that are happening there around the Spring Hotel. But you know it, we can go over the collective and say the same thing that these you have these things that are evolving that all these different pieces that work together. You certainly just talked about it as related to the roof. Certainly that's the case with the new condos that are, that are on Government Street, but. Everything is a collection of experience that goes to make each neighborhood very unique, isn't it? It truly is. And um, like you mentioned, there's um, even on Porter, we're, we have another condo um, community that's going to be coming up maybe a little after um, the one on government. But we've um, been thankful. There was a guy that bought at the Jeff Davis apartments. And if you're familiar with them, they definitely needed a, a new fresh air, a new life. And he's developed those. And those are going to be a really nice addition to Porter as well. And they're called the Porter. So that's going to yeah, be a Porter's fun coming to life, man. It's also really Really cool to see that. Um, listen, uh, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation with Roxy Condry from Rain Residential, and we'll talk about this fascinating renovation they're going through with the Gulf Hills Hotel. We'll see you after this. We all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. 
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Roxy Condry, who's co-owner of Rain Residential. And as we're learning, it's a very diversified company. And as I mentioned earlier, that, that entrepreneurs in coastal Mississippi, at the end of the day, they're the ones who make this place go. Haley Barbie used to say, Roxy, after Hurricane Katrina, that government can help communities get back on their knees. But it's private investment that's going to help them get back on their feet. That's so true, isn't it? That truly is. Yeah, I have not heard that quote, but it, it definitely, I, I believe it for sure. Okay, so before we leave Porter and move over to Guff Hills, when I, I closed that that last segment saying Porter's coming to to life, but it's true. I mean, this 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 wonderful street in Ocean Springs, which used to be where everything was happening, and then you know the city center kind of moved over a bit, but life's coming back to Porter Avenue, isn't it? It absolutely is. Yes, we finished our office here. Seaside Fitness is next door, and it's nice to see a lot of activity here. There's, you know, we've got the fresh market down here that's on Wednesdays. It took a pause, but it'll be back um, as soon as the weather's better, probably mid-September. And so, and then we'll be breaking ground eventually on um, this front portion of our community, which is the bookstore restaurant that's a second concept um, for Vestige, the owners there. And so we're really excited about, you know, that really I think will be our, at least for this campus, the the last part that we need to add in um, to finish out this development. And it all kind of started with the Beatnik. So the Beatnik was our first phase of having the four, you know, modern cabins there. And then who knows, maybe one day we'll try to get our airstreams again. <laughs> hey, hey, do people, when they see the Big Nicks, even today, do they, are they blown away with the unique approach y'all took to architecture? You know, it's, yes, we have gotten such um, good remarks and it has won two awards now. Our architect has done great. He's gotten two different AIA awards, one for Louisiana, one for the Southeast on the Beatnik. And he actually just won an award on our office. So, I mean, he, um, we were just really lucky to team up with him and I've been thankful he was able to kind of put our vision into light, but also his spin on it. And um, I'm glad he's getting you know, the awards to show the good work that he did. So, look, uh, let's move over to Guff Hills. And before we get into the uh, interior renovations and the work that you're doing to book events, et cetera, let's, uh, let's take a step back for a second and just talk about this historic place and, and then, you know, what it means historically to Ocean Springs. But then, you know, your overall vision for what you're hoping to accomplish there. At Gulf Hills. So, um, well, Gulf Hills, just like a little background, um, that hotel, for those of you that don't know, is it was 1927, was a group out of Chicago came to the coast and were on a mission to create like an adult playground. And they really did it. Um, they ended up creating this incredible um, destination that had brought in um, Al Capone and then movie stars beyond that through the years. There was Elvis, there was Marilyn Monroe, there was Judy Garland. So it's just got this really rich history of um, exciting things that happened in its early years. And then it ended up transitioning into a dude ranch, which was pretty interesting. Um, and so that we have that whole chapter of the hotel. There was um, a gentleman that owned it that unfortunately went to jail for Watergate. So it had that chapter. And then um, it was then, you know, run through the years um, by family here. And there was some talk of it even being converted to condos. Um, and then in the right before we purchased it, there was a lot of controversy because some people were trying to purchase it to change it into an RV park and just a lot of things that were outside of the use that it had always been. And 
we were fortunate enough to um, jump in and purchase it with um, Jennifer Jones as our partner over there. And it now has been through basically with about two years that we've owned it. The first year we were working on the concept and trying to figure out like honor the past, but also give it a new life. And, you know, what chapter are we going to be for the future? And so we're really excited because the past 12 months we've been renovating the main hotel building and all of the guest suites that are in the wing to the side. And um, it's been a lot of work. It's an old building, so it needed a lot of love, but we're really happy with the product. So the interiors now for the main building and the um, rooms are complete. And so we're booking rooms and it turned out really beautiful. Um, I'm very, very happy with the, with the product that we're gonna be able to offer to the community. The ballroom's done. The Sunset Lounge is complete, which um, there was a bar back in the day in the 50s called the Pink Pony. And that is where Elvis, lots of the pictures of Elvis are. He would play piano there and that kind of thing. And so we, in construction actually, as we were kind of peeling back layers, found the exact location of where it was. We had been told a couple places, um, but it was pretty obvious with the way the ceiling works, like how they had dropped down fur downs that we found that location. And so we've brought that back. So we have the Sunset Lounge and it looks over the water. And so it's just an incredible view. We put glass all back there. And so we have three suites on the back of the building, the Sunset Lounge, um, and it all, you access it through this just like really nice center hall that you go through the lobby and um, it's really, um, it's really come together. So I'm excited. We have great opportunity for events. We've got the ballroom um, completed, have already had a couple of weddings there and um, we can host, I mean, up to like 400 people, but even seated in the ballroom, like 175. So I think it'll be a great venue and a great opportunity for the coast to utilize because, you know, that we're limited on our event space here. So it was something that we could offer to the community as well that we don't have as many options on. You know, it's interesting because I've, in conversations I've had with entrepreneurs who buy older buildings, historic buildings, they've often described it as, um, as literally as they peel back the layers, a, a walk through time, you know, yeah. and, and when you talk about layers, we literally do mean layers because it's gone through so many iterations. And how did you guys ultimately decide what the period was going to be? And, and, and because that was really important to you guys, wasn't it? It absolutely was. So um, we went through a lot of debate on that. And we actually were in, um, there was a time early on that we considered doing historical tax credits and going through that aspect of it. And in that process met with a bunch of historians who encouraged us to really look towards the 70s. And the reason being is because in 71, there was a fire. And so, um, well, kind of even before that. So Camille had taken a lot of the waterfront cabana villas, I guess I should say, um, those had all kind of washed away. And that was where, for instance, Elvis had stayed for several months. And we still have a lot of that wood that's in the Elvis suite now, but um, that was gone. And then in the seventies, unfortunately the main building almost burnt to the ground or pretty much did burn to the ground. So the building, the structure that's currently there, even though the development started in the 27, we um, have the structure from the seventies. And so the architecture from that period. And so they encouraged us to, from a historical trend, like, standpoint that we should be honoring that period 
And so we certainly listened. Um, we ended up not going the historical tax credit way, but we took that into consideration. And you can definitely see the influence. There's like some mid-century modern feel with the design. Um, but as we kind of got deeper in, we feel like that this chapter deserves its its own chapter. And with the coast, I mean, you know this, like the coast is kind of like laid back and we wanted to have a luxury waterfront hotel, but we wanted our own spin on it. We wanted something that fit the coast. And so we like to say it's like a looser kind of luxury. And so that has been kind of our driving theme with everything that we've done. We want it to be approachable. We want it to be really fun. Um, we, you know, there was the adult playground back in the day. We want this to be a playground for everybody. So it's leaning into a lot of outdoor um, experiences. We're going to really have eventually we're going to have a second pool. We've got fire pits, games outside. There's the tennis courts. We're going to add pickleball. So in totally activate the waterfront where we'll have a marina. So um, we've got tons of ideas for that. There's a kayak launch coming. So, you know, playground for even, you know, all families. And so our, um, our new chapter is really going to be um, taking advantage of that waterfront, but an approachable hotel that's fun for everybody. But still, it is a luxury experience that I think people will find special and, you know, will really enjoy spending time there. Well, as you and I talked about before, you know, a lot of people have been down to the Grand in South Alabama yes. on the bay there in Baldwin County, and it's going to be kind of a grand experience. It's not going to be as grand as the Grand, but certainly the kind of place of family vacation you can go to. And an interesting way, kind of the Dude Ranch, why it's kind of funny, that was part of the history. That's kind of what they were hoping to create is this fun, kind of family-oriented kind of environment. And you guys have done that. You know, when I think about what you've been through, you you go through it quickly, but man, these steps that you just described around how you were going to land architecturally where you wanted to go, given the history of the place and who's been there and all of that, boy, it's, it's easier said than done. I know that it's a, it's, a, it's a painful process to go through, especially when you're, when you're needing to land somewhere and you need to decide if historical tax credits are going to be part of the deal. Man, it's hard. This is hard stuff. you got to be willing to be in for the long haul when you do what you're doing. When we get back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation about Guff Hills and the work that Roxy and and her team and her husband at Rain Residential have uh, have you know this this effort they've been involved in. We'll see you after this. Matthew show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews show. I have my friend Roxy Condry, co-owner of Rain Residential, and they have, you know, they bought the Guff Hills. Um, I don't know. How do you how do you refer to Guff Hills today? When you say you bought Guff Hills, is that you say Guff Hills or what do you say? How do you talk about it? 
Um, we definitely decided to keep the name. It's got so much history. We didn't want to let that go. And so um, we added hotel and resort because our, you know, future plans currently, I mean, we still, we have 12 acres of waterfront. So it's a large property, um, but we've got the tennis courts that are actively, you know, they're still in action. We've got the pool, but the plan is we'll have a chapel down by the water, all the water activities that we mentioned earlier. So certainly the resort side will continue to grow over like the next five years. So. Yeah. So listen, when I've, I've had, again, I've had a couple of conversations where developers have gone in and started to peel back the layers of a building and they get involved in so many surprises. It gets super expensive because you didn't expect to do that. Or you see an opportunity to do something and you go, gosh, that wasn't part of the plan, but we've got to do it. We've just got to do it. I know you've faced all of that. It reminded me actually of a conversation I had with, with Fofo Gillage as they're redoing all the infrastructure in Biloxi. And he said when they got to the point and started digging to for the new sewage lines and all that, that they would hit um, uh, where there used to be oyster factories and you know oyster shells, and they getting through that was unbelievable. He he literally called it an archaeological dig when they were involved in just doing something as simple as replacing infrastructure. But but it is an archaeological dig, isn't it? It absolutely is. And one thing that we have not uncovered yet, but it's kind of it's still in the background, is we have been told many, many times that there are tunnels still under, the, you know, that connect the hotel to houses outside um, from Al Capone's days. And there is a house in the neighborhood that has found one. And they swear that the tunnel comes back, one of the ones that they haven't been able to get through comes back to the hotel. But we, in the construction process, were kind of discounting it because we've never, you know, we hadn't uncovered it yet. But um, we were told that there is a there's an elevator that is unoperable. It's basically rusted to the ground. It's in terrible shape. And you can't, we can't get under it right now. And they say when we pull the elevator up, that's where the alcohol tunnel is. So for those of you that don't know the story, it's kind of cool. They, um, back in the day when the feds would come, he, you know, if Al Capone was at the hotel, he would have cars parked in the parking lot and he had boats parked in the marina. And so when the feds would show up, the cars would take off in the front, the boats would take off in the water and the feds would chase both. Well, the story goes that he never left. He would go in, the elevator would pick up. He would go under the elevator into a tunnel and there's a house not far that he would go stay at. And it was his house, his true house. There was the one that, you know, is in Ocean Springs that everyone knows is Al Capone's home. Supposedly that was just for a front and that the house that he actually would stay in is the one in Gulf Hills. What, you know, know, listen, I've heard a lot of this, but some of this I haven't heard before. But the fact is when you have someone like Al Capone, and his place in history in America, and you have the opportunity to sort of uncover. There's there's a true fascination with uncovering that history and awesome. making these. In, in some cases, you don't you don't know if they're real stories or if they're just fables that are hanging out there somewhere. In this case, you know, if you find that it's real, what international attention it will create for Guff Hills. It's worth figuring that out. Absolutely. So it's going to take a crane. It's going to be a big undertaking. We're not exactly sure how to do it, but um, yes, it's going to happen. And so, yeah, we're going to have to absolutely document it. And and like you said, we have had, we're, we do have plans. We were actually just talking about it today. We want to have an event where we have someone that comes that does documentaries, a videographer, and tries to just start documenting all of the stories because it is 
if not daily, it's weekly that someone comes in, stays at the hotel, or just comes in to let us know of stories we don't even know yet about the hotel. And they're all just verbal, you know, like there's nothing written. So our goal is to try to, try to really start putting, you know, these in a place that we can have them forever. So... And, and and we're not talking about just a few stories. You guys have worked to kind of capture these, and it's significant. I mean, we're, it's not a, 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 a few cute little interesting historical touches that happened along the way. I mean, these are significant events by a large number of people who have stories about them. It's very That's significant, true. isn't it? It, it absolutely is. And there's just so many memories that have been made. I mean, and they range from significant to not significant. I mean, we've had, we recently had a group of women that stayed. It was really sweet. Um, they were probably in their 70s and 80s. And they had stayed um, nearly like 50 years ago and brought photos. And they're all sitting around the pool. And so it was the neatest thing. And so you get to see them and they have on their swim caps and they're hanging out at the pool. And then we had other surface where there's like horses at the pool. Um, and it's the oldest pool, as far as we know, um, or one of the oldest pools, I shouldn't say the oldest, in Mississippi. So the shallow end of Gulf Hills Pool starts at five foot. There is no shallow end, and it goes pretty much to 12, like 11, 12 feet. So um, that is another reason we want to do a, a smaller, I mean, a, another pool that has a like zero entry. But it's, yeah, every day we get more, you know, we hear about different movie stars and things like that that have stayed that we didn't even know about yet. But people are fascinated with that. And I bet you are challenged with, gosh, this is a great photo. We need to frame it and put it, where are we going to put all this memorabilia? Lord, how mercy, what a challenge. But congratulations on having the tenacity, willingness, and I don't don't know the dogged determination to uncover all this and move forward and create this what will be a destination resort for families for many many years to come roxy it's been great to catch up with you my friend thank you so much it was wonderful to speak with you enjoy that I, I feel the same way listen have a great day and we will see you tomorrow have a great day Talk Mississippi Media Production.